welcome to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Make sure you find the Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe. And please rate and review the show. A reminder, we're streaming live on Sportsnet's YouTube channel and airing live on Sportsnet 360, Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. I'm your host, Wim Liu, joined by producer and co-host Alex Wong. We will have the unofficial dad of the Raptor Show, Matt Devlin. Yeah, dad of the year. He's our work dad. <clears throat> um, He's your work dad. He... Well, <laughs> Okay, you know what, you're right, I have, I have a one dad to deal with, and that's enough. What up, dad? Uh, yeah, same, actually. No, nah, I'm just kidding. My dad is a, no, a rock my, in my life. No, man. show us my dad, man. Okay. Always watching, always supporting. All right. Always checking to see if we're still ranked number one. Asian dad. Because whenever we drop to two, we're like a failure. Uh, Everybody, no. please rate, review, and subscribe. Keep us there. That 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 is how um that 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 is a standard that is upkept yeah. in every immigrant household. No, but the dad, but yeah, but the, the dad of the year is coming. Yes, second that's right. segment. Uh, but for the first segment, Alex, um, I see you have put in paragraphs upon paragraphs Goodness. upon paragraphs in this rundown. I see the war- the, the name Dylan Brooks is in bold <laughs> again. Yeah, for even a- though this is the Raptor show. Yeah, an insider. I, uh- <laughs> Oh man! That's, Already, that's how, Darren. That's how I'm feeling about this. Dude, we're not. Even, the clock says a minute twenty-two, man. Yeah. Come on, Derek. Um, when yeah. it's warranted, it's warranted. <laughs> I think, um, you know, for insiders, if we ever bring up Dylan Brooks beefing with Theo Pinson on this show, it means that we have run through every topic that we actually wanted to talk about today. And the first topic is uh, the Toronto Raptors opening a four-game homestand tonight against the Indiana Pacers which I know you previewed with Blake Murphy yesterday. Mm-hmm. Great preview I'm taking there. the Raptors. Yeah, great preview there. Did not see the line, but yeah. I do see that the Raptors are going to get over that line. Yeah, uh, four-game homestand. Got the Pistons, Wizards, and the Miami Heat coming in. Um, are you excited that a 3-1 and homestand would get the Raptors to 500, Will? Uh, absolutely. Okay. But I'm aiming for 4-0. Oh. We, we need oh. to take all these games. We really do, but you have to brace yourself for one really disappointing game out of these four. Uh, so just possibly yeah. tonight. So just, you know. Okay, the Pistons one we have to, have to, have to take. I think we're over the Pistons doing Casey thing, so I feel good about that one. Okay, famous last um, words. Um, yeah. The Wizards somehow are, are like out of the play-in so, now, but somehow we couldn't even, we had to split with them in Washington. When we played the Wizards, <laughs> I was... Decently impressed with the Wizards. Yeah, but then now they're thirty-two so, and forty, and okay. pretty much all the pretty much almost out. Okay, so hopefully at that point, you know, and, they just um, uh, don't show up. And the Miami Heat, yeah, the Heat game is going to be get, a, get your a resale grind. tickets for that one, <laughs> for that grind. Oh, that one is no, that, that could be the game of the year. I'm that calling game, it now, man. That game should be on LinkedIn, man. <laughs> so if you're, <laughs> just be a rising grind. Vibes. No, legit, that's going to be ninety to eighty-seven. <laughs> yeah, in double OT. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you see the Bulls and Sixers went to double OT the other day and they barely cracked 100? Did anybody play 54 <laughs> minutes and uh, 14 seconds? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Raptors have won uh, seven straight at Scotiabank Arena. That's right. That's, that's right. big. That's, that's why big. I keep going, man. Things are trending up. my job. And if the Raptors, yeah, that's what I say too. Uh, the Raptors need to finish seven and three in these last 10 games to finish above 500, to finish Daunting. 42 and 40. And if you care, that would make it nine straight seasons with an above 500 record in Toronto. Asterisk Tampa. I do care, but... Um, Not a big we, deal. We, we do have some pretty tough opponents, though. So seven and three would be difficult. But yeah, look, listen, th- these four games are all must win. Like, absolutely must win. Especially some of these where it's like, they're not necessarily playing opponents. Like, I don't think the Raptors have what it takes to overcome the Heat at this point in the year. Raptors are two games under. I think the Heat are five games over. Um, yeah, Washington's are, pretty much dead. Raps are three back in the loss column to Miami right now. So yeah. with 10 games to go, that's looking tough. That's the equivalent of the Pacers catching the Raptors. 
Right. Who are three back. Which, by the way, the Raptors got to actually take care of business against the Pacers this year because uh, they have dropped two games to them this year. You're Both uh, they have lost fourth quarter leads in. You're already stressing out about tonight's game. Man. I'm always stressing about tonight's I'm game. I'm guaranteeing a victory tonight. Okay. Uh, All right. Nice. What will happen if they lose? Nothing. I'll be uh, here tomorrow. Yeah. Um, oh, what's up, JR? I see JR in the back. What's up? Jay Rizzi, you're, you're too busy to get us. The bubble tea is fresh. Shouts to the tough, Rizzi. man. It's tough. Shouts to the Rizzi. Yeah, but... um. Yeah, the, the race right now, so uh, Atlanta is one game up on Toronto. And uh, Toronto and Chicago, Toronto's 35-37. Chicago is 34-37, and 37, three game. They're on a three-game win streak. Nick Nurse said yesterday about the play, and he said, quote, the playoff basketball experience is really valuable. I also would say that we feel that if we get in a playoff series, that we are not afraid of anybody. And I think that we are hard out. I think we'll put some defensive issues in front of people and things like that. What do you think about that? playoff experience for this team um when you say you're hard out you're expecting to go out <laughs> Yo, i uh, was gonna say the bar's a little low there but uh, i mean i mean I, I, that's completely true obviously yeah. i'm not asking him to lie to me um i don't think anyone will fall for that lie either but yeah i mean it is kind of funny reading it out loud i'm like a hard out <laughs> we're not even talking about winning a series we're just talking about how you making it difficult but um yeah i mean I, look, as me personally, like I, I would love to see the Raptors with this core go up against uh, probably Milwaukee, let's say one eight, sure, just to see like definitively where the cracks are, where the shortcomings are, mm. what to move forward with. I, I actually do like the playoffs as sort of uh, an exercise in sort of truth telling, right? Like I mm. always thought that when the Raptors um, in previous years obviously outside that Kawhi year where they were able to to go to the playoffs and and you got to see their level, right? You got to see the character of the team. You got to see where they were weak, where they were strong. Like it was a valuable time, especially in that era where it was like 2014 to 2018-ish. Like the Raptors had strong regular seasons and it was a little bit harder to tell um, during the regular season how good this team was. And then when you got to the playoffs, you knew definitively that this team was good, but definitely had a very hard cap ceiling. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, for for that reason, I like to see the playoffs. And also, like, look, man, I, what, what what I feel some pride in taking, you know, one or two games off Milwaukee. Hell <laughs> now yeah, you're lowering, now the bar's lower for you than Nick, man. I mean, that's what a hard out is, man. <laughs> this, guy's, this guy's setting the line at one and a half wins. No, I mean, look, listen, Milwaukee's first round series have been like Chicago in recent years, so they just beat them for nothing. So, listen, we just need yeah. to we need to focus on either moving up in the play in. Or actually just winning two in a row in the play. No, we need to focus on winning the next possession. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. that's where the Raptors are at, man. I'm actually not worried too much about Yo, the you rest. You would be so exhausting as a coach. Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I feel like you'd be fired within two months. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd be Jim Boylan, man. We need... <laughs> I legit, I'd be Jim Boylan. The, the famous egg. Yeah, yeah. Your favorite egg. Um, no, I wanted to look at, you know, because the Raptors, uh, as you talked about with Blake yesterday as well, you know, they're pretty much locked into to the play-in. Like, seeding is really the only thing that, um, you know, is going to be determined in these last 10 games. So I wanted to go through the potential matchups with you real quickly and just get your thoughts on both, um, you know, the, the value of it, entertainment value from a basketball standpoint and, you know, narratives and things um, that we can look at. So right now, Brooklyn is on a four-game losing streak. They're 39-33, and 33, holding on to the sixth spot, trying to hold off Miami, who are only half a game back. So potentially, Brooklyn could fall to seven, and the Raptors could see them in the seven eight in what would be the the Utah Watanabe Bowl. Mm. Um, shouts the to Utah, bowl. 
Yeah, <laughs> an actual ramen bowl. No, that's the legend of the ramen bowl, man. Um, the Sears that we played at. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. But um, yeah. So he got dunked on last night again by uh, by Donovan Mitchell. He got dunked that's, on the second like, most important USA Japan thing that happened yesterday. Oh man! Shouts to congrats to Andy Lou by the way. Um, the Shohei Otani stand account. <laughs> congrats to name. him. Um, I'm no, I'm that's not even a kid. I'm not, it's not even a joke, man. Congrats to him. Shouts to Andy. Uh, shouts to Andy. Banter pod coming with him soon. Mm-hmm. I'm saying it on air. Um, yeah, next month. We the Utah dunk was so hard that um, you and I play basketballs on Tuesday. Mm. Um, and we'll hit a lot of threes yesterday. Yeah, you know, two's two's a lot, but you know, that's that's fine. Maybe three. Um, but uh, yeah. Someone literally walked over in the middle of the run because everyone during the run is just either focused on like trying to catch their breath or trying to like make the next yeah. play, or they've right? like strained their hip or broken their finger. Which also happened, yeah. by the way, yesterday after the one hour mark um, yeah. to two people. Unfortunately, hope uh, hope everyone gets yeah, well, get soon. well soon, Trevor Brendan. Um, someone walked by and was like, "Yo, you got to see this!" And then he pulled up the phone and he's like, "Your boy Utah got dunked on again." <laughs> I mean, and my thing to him was just like, "Look, oh, listen. Obviously, man. part of this is just." You know, Utah contests a lot of shots. Yeah, he's very willing to contest the shots. We've he, I'm he's even had conversations with me about the fact that he's like a hundred times out of a hundred, I'm going to challenge a shot. Mm-hmm. I think the difference with Utah and maybe some other players who also do this is that Utah just never straight up fouls a guy because you know what, like some look, listen, if you're going to contest a hundred percent of the shots, obviously you're going to be late a fair number of times. Mm. Sometimes you have to have the awareness to just like put a guy down, right, right. And you just never see that from Utah. And I can't remember any hard fouls from Utah Watanabe at the rim. You know what? That's, that's part a, of the skill that's set. That's a really good point. And and because yeah. again, I'm speaking from experience. I also <laughs> do this. But if you are trying to score near the rim, and I know I'm going to get beat, I will foul you. <laughs> this guy's a harbor front Utah Watanabe, man. That's uh, wild. Kind of, yeah, actually. Well, so, even with the even with the inconsistent three points. So Toronto Brooklyn in in a scenario where that happens. And somehow the Raptors um, don't get the seven seed over the Nets because somehow Kyrie Irving hit a game winner over them and is no longer on the team. Yeah, can, can those wins <laughs> not apply, please? Can, like, can that? we erase the D'Angelo Russell one as oh. well? Mama uh, and 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 all of that. Oh, uh, look behind you. Well, what's going on? Yeah, oh, here already. Yeah, that's here. Um, that's so I can join as early if it wants. Um, yeah, how excited would you be for a Toronto Brooklyn? I think it's very unlikely, um, but I actually think it'd be a really good matchup. <laughs> Yeah, all that. All oh, that we're doing that stuff. again. Yeah, plus sweeping Chris Chioza in the bubble. That one didn't hit enough. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you. That one didn't hit enough. It was like the games would be at like 2:30 p.m. <laughs> yeah, they were in the afternoon. I'm it was. Sorry, it man. was August. Why, why is the bubble so funny? No, it, the, the, my days at that time was like, I wake up, yeah. I hop on Zoom, talk to Nick Nurse. That's right. Right. Then I watch the game. Then mm. the Raptors score 100 points off the bench against Chris Chioza. Yeah. Then you know they're through. Then I write. Then I do 10 things. Then I do the podcast. Send mm. it in. And then afterwards, it's like 4 p.m. somehow, and I'm just riding my bike outside aimlessly for two hours. The yeah. pandemic was wild, man. No, it was pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. So Toronto, Brooklyn. Yeah, uh, I mean, it'd be a good game. I, I, I like that game. Yeah. I, I, I agree with your 8 out of 10. Yeah, I'm going to give the entertainment value ranking um, an 8 out of 10. Uh, next up, maybe more likely is Toronto-Miami. Oh, if Toronto man. gets to the the 8th and Miami stays in 7th, lots of questions here. Uh, you know, first of all, you know, we've circled around this, but, like, how many starters combined between the two teams will be playing 40-plus minutes in that Yeah, it, it, obviously the play-in is, is a one-game um, it's a one scenario. Yeah, JR, JR. I don't know if you know that. It's uh, not a best of seven. But somehow this will be a best of three, just based on how many overtimes and how hard this game will be. This will be a hard <laughs> out. No, this is like the hardest out possible <laughs> yeah. Raptors Miami. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, this would be a UFC pay-per-view, basically. Uh, <laughs> it should be, honestly. I know we're not doing between the lines for this game yet, but take the under. No, they're uh, literally going to be directly the in the lines, camera. Man. Take the under on that one. They got to put, like, the boxing <laughs> ring rope around the yeah, Jamaica Arena for the, this one. The Heat are going to invent different types of zones that, that, that basketball has never seen before. Yeah. Obviously, we've got Kyle Lowry coming back. Mm-hmm. Biggest storyline for me is this would be a chance for the Raptors to end Udonis Haslam's career. Because Udonis Haslam has announced that he is retiring at the end of the season. No matter what. So we might get a Joe Wies camp, Udonis Haslam, Jersey yep. swap. What else uh, you got here? Coloco, Christian Coloco versus Caleb Martin. Revisit mm-hmm. it. The Caleb Martin Absolutely of his era. Absolutely the worst beef in rap. You know what I've been thinking? NBA beefs have been terrible this season. Like, I know what? I'm not, I haven't really? been trying to bring up, like, Dylan Brooks, Theo Pinson. Remember Austin Rivers and Mo Bamba going at it? Like, yeah. these are not good beefs. I, but I everything guess, yeah. gets publicized it, now because of like social Kyrie media. The Beefs are like Kyrie versus uh, who's a reporter out there? Oh, Nick Friedel. Nick Friedel. <laughs> yeah, but that's, <laughs> yeah. that's 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 a 2023 beef. No, but uh, the yeah, Beefs. I kind of see that. that. Okay. Yeah, but Toronto, Miami. I think we already know how this is going to play out. Well, they're going to play next Tuesday. Entertainment value ranking for this is zero out of ten. It's going to be the grittiest game possible. Like it's going to be. There's going to be so much zone in a one game playoff. You would have thought it was March Madness. Holy like no, it, this. I'm really <laughs> lamenting this one. Kyle coming off the bench too, so you're going to see some Kyle Lowry versus Will Barton minutes. I don't care how old Kyle Lowry is, man. He's winning that matchup. It's oh going to be stressful. Um, it's going to be physical, grimy. I also don't want to deal with Jimmy Butler. Yeah, like, Jimmy I'll, Butler in a one like a one and done. Yeah. Obviously, That's everyone scary. saw what Jimmy Butler did in the bubble. Everyone saw what he's done in the playoffs. Even Tobias Harris over me. He saw what he did last year, exactly, with Tobias Harris over me. He was so deadly that even him versus Kawhi, like, yes, Kawhi outplayed him for sure. Yeah. But, like, remember when Jimmy Butler broke down, the, like, he came down the, the you know, mm-hmm. the floor and then and tied the game? Yep. At the very end there in game seven. This and was that, after that's Kawhi forced. missed a free throw, right? Yeah. yeah I've yeah. always attributed to Pascal. Apologies, Pascal. Well, I think both of them missed like important free throws okay, okay. and sometimes on the stretch. No, Jimmy Butler was scary. No, he's terrifying. He's so I definitely scary. don't want to play him in a one game playoff. Mm-hmm. Um, even though we do have OG to throw at him these days. No, man. Plus, if the Raptors win, there's going to be nine players listed on the injury report for game one <laughs> against Milwaukee. They're all going to be questionable. Like, uh, we don't. We don't need this. Next oh, we're up, not going to win game one against Milwaukee anyway. <laughs> yeah. So maybe just between the lines, management. take Milwaukee money yeah. line game one. All right. What um, else? Atlanta. Mm. Are you excited about this one? If it's Atlanta? No. Okay. We have not played Atlanta well this year at all. But just like from an entertainment standpoint, I feel like they're the most beatable team. Well, really? the three that we've mentioned so far, uh, like in a one game. There's something tricky about Atlanta for the Raptors. I actually don't think we have a good solution to Trey Young. Okay. I mean, not that anyone has a great solution to Trey Young necessarily. Yeah, to the point where we made him make the game-winning pass. Yeah. To so AJ Griffin. I, I actually OT. don't feel like we have a great handle on that okay. pick and roll. Um, I also think that they have, I don't know. I could see them like really being difficult for the Raptors to score against at certain times because they do have those big forwards. They can throw out Pascal. But then again, I've, you know, I do have confidence in Pascal to be able to overcome Atlanta. Mm. Um, but I don't know. Something about this matchup makes me nervous. Is it, is it because the Raptors lost twice to Atlanta this year? Um, they did beat them once, and they smacked them by 40. But, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just the last game that's sticking in my mind. By the way, they should have won two of the three because straight up, Scotty had a layup at the end, at the end of regulation. That's right. Before and the A.J. Griffin. That's like a he, that's a layup he makes 95% of the time. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. 95% should have been a win. But, of course, as with everything this season, the Raptors were not able to get that final little edge. Yeah. So well, this one how, makes me nervous. I don't know. I love how Quinn Snyder's just got hired as a coach for the last, like, 22 games of the season. That's got to be the weirdest time to come in as a head coach, though. 
Like yeah. with a month left in the regular season. Also, what makes me feel really old about the Atlanta Hawks is that mm-hmm. Landry Fields is now their GM. Oh, okay. And I'm like, I'm I'm young enough to remember when I was yeah. very excited that the Raptors were able to poison pill Landry uh, Fields oh, to yeah. get him here to Toronto. Jeremy Lin's best friend. Jeremy Lin's best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? A PS Vita salesman. Oh, that's remember right. that one. That's PlayStation right. Vita. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a deep cut. Yeah. Yeah, he's a gem. Yeah, I feel old when players I've watched growing up, like Kenyon Martin. You see Kenyon Martin Jr. Mm. in the I think you'll yeah. get there eventually. That's a different level for me. I've got, <laughs> yeah, I haven't yeah, seen that Yeah, you're not familiar yet. with that game I right seen now. That yet, man. I wonder what's the first junior it is. Probably Brawny for it's you. It's probably going to be, be so lame. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, shout out to Brawny. Um, entertainment value ranking for me, Atlanta, five out of 10. I don't think I've ever gotten that excited for a raps. Yeah. Hawks. I'm going to say even lower. Okay. That's three out of 10 for me. Okay. Um, you know, if the Raptors, if the standings stay the same right now, the nine ten would mm-hmm. be Raptors hosting Chicago Bulls. Obviously, Demar Derozan coming in. Mm-hmm. Will Lou and Nick Fusevich wearing the same sneakers for I the play in game? I'm honestly, I will wear the Vucci's <laughs> to the Are arena for this one. Ah, Not wearing them today, today man. We just we just played basketball <laughs> yesterday. They're they're currently resting right now. Uh, who who will uh, who will Patrick Beverly pester? Everyone. Probably will yell at the crowd. Mm. He do might get into it with Matt Devlin. If, do you think if they win, he would jump on the thing like last year's play? Yeah. No, Matt Devlin's going to be looking up and being like, oh, man. <laughs> and that does it. The Raptors, unfortunately, fall in the 9-10 play-in series. <laughs> Meanwhile, Patrick Beverly's going to be standing right in front of him, throwing a <laughs> towel into the first stand at, at Navbacha. It's going to be terrible. Oh, man. No, I'm kidding. I actually feel pretty comfortable being <laughs> Chicago, but. So, so, you, so this is the one that you feel most com- most comfortable with in terms yeah, of absolutely. No, this is the worst team out of the four. No offense to Chicago, who, yeah. by the way, I think are just right below the Raptors. Yeah, they're half game mm-hmm. right now, which is why each game is very important for Toronto. I'll give a 7 out of 10 entertainment value for this. Yeah. Would you go higher than that? Mm, I think that's right. I think, I, I think that's right. I, I think, yeah, I, I do agree that Brooklyn will be the best, like, played basketball game. Mm-hmm. Um, just for the two matchups. I think Chicago is the game that I feel most comfortable in. And then, yeah, Miami is just going to be a slog. We know that. Yeah, but I do think I do think it's actually going to – Toronto-Miami is going to happen. I feel like it's just in the cards at this point. Oh, man. Like, it just has to happen. Do you remember even, even dating back to 2016 when the Raptors beat Miami in oh, seven games? That was the worst seven-game series ever. Chris Bosh was out. Um, they were Whiteside was Whiteside on that team. He was Whiteside out too. Was, right? was was in that team. He got injured around the JV. Got, JV injured, got injured. Right? Yeah, they were finishing games with Justice Winslow at center, and Josh <laughs> McRoberts was taking flagrant fouls on Bismack Biombo. Yeah, and that series was still incredibly tough. That was the series where Kyle was shooting uh, late night after afterwards. This was when he hit that half court shot. Which sent it to overtime, and the <laughs> and Raptors then they lost. lost. So, just I'm just saying, any Raptors Heat series is going to be just super grimy, and um, even if it's just one game, it'll feel like five. Can we talk about how during those runs too, <laughs> there were so many games where they tied it at the end of regulation and then just lost in OT. So the my favorite one is when Gravis Vasquez oh, did that the shot, the shimmy did game, the yeah, shimmy. the shimmy, and then Randy Whitman had his whiteboard upside down drawing plays. Yeah, it still worked though. That play he, still worked. And then he swept Dwayne Casey. Oh man, uh, it wasn't Dwayne's fault. Although surprise, surprise, starting Tyler Hansborough was truly, uh, tr- <laughs> yeah, truly a low like, moment for me. Yo, that surprise was so great. That was not a surprise. I hope you're hungry for nothing. That was not a surprise. That was that was like the, the opposite only of a surprise. The only person surprise was Tyler Hansborough. <laughs> That that's like when you when you wake up on Christmas and you open the presents and it's a pair of socks like that's 
That's your starting Tyler Hansbrough against Paul Pierce, by the way. Yeah, he really? Oh, my God. And, like, whatever. It's not like, you know, it's not like it was prime Paul Pierce. <laughs> right, we're talking about Wizards Paul Pierce. We're talking but, about posting Game of Thrones memes on us on IG, Paul Pierce. Man. He, it wasn't even on IG. I think it was on Facebook. That's how long ago it was. <laughs> he probably just sent a rocket emoji. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, Paul, yeah. Paul Pierce's post-ESPN career has been pretty funny, by the way. Oh man! Uh, Shout out to uh, yeah, his his podcast was with KG. I, I I do listen to it a fair amount. It's like pure Celtics propaganda all the time. Yeah, to the point where they actually did a whole facility where or did an episode where they they go into the Celtics practice facility. Oh, is this the one where they sat down with Jalen Brown? Yes, and so Jason it's the two parts. The yeah. first part is just them walking through the facility, talking to everybody and stuff like that. Brad Stevens makes an appearance. <laughs> what Brad is Stevens- his hustle? Uh, <laughs> basically hustle uh yeah i guess you're right <laughs> it is basically hustle. hustle was watcho there i don't know man adam sandler should have been there though he's he's there with two of the, the members um how's brad stevens making a cameo no brad stevens walks up you know obviously polo tucked into a pair of really <laughs> dad jeans you know obviously that's how mm. brad stevens is he's same a, haircut he's a, tic- he's a tiktok girl man yeah. uh yeah well <laughs> less so i think he's he's the he's the father of a tiktok girl for oh. sure um, and, uh, yeah, he, he's just in there being like, yeah, Paul Pierce, what would you, uh, what, what, what would you change about us? Like when you, you see us from afar, what would you change about us? And the camera pans over the Paul Pierce. And I just know he is just high out of his mind. <laughs> he's like, oh, I think you're doing well, man. You guys are doing good. Just, uh, play for the championship, you know? <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I do actually really like that podcast. Um, even though it is pure Celtics propaganda. Yeah. Have you seen this Jalen Brown uh, media tour that he's been doing? I did. Do, yeah. Doing a couple of interviews. Yeah. Um, you know, have talked about how. You know, why is he doing this? By the way, it's right, right before the playoffs. This is not typical. This is not the typical time for a media tour. The timing feels really weird. Yeah, and he's talked about how you know he wants to be somewhere where he's appreciated. Mm. I don't think he's happy that he's been mentioned in the KD rumors. Okay, see this. This is where again, like I think we we need a reality check. Like if, mm. if you get mentioned reality in a KD check. trade rumor, you should be flat. You should be flat. I would be so honored. I'd be like, that would be at the top of my LinkedIn, man. Once linked to a Kevin Durant trade by Woj. A team thought that I was remotely in the same <laughs> yeah. value as Kevin Durant? Like, yeah, I'd be, I'd be honored, honestly. No, but I think... I feel like, yo, tomorrow we're trading... Uh, we're trading... Alex, tomorrow we're trading you for, for, for like, I don't know, Zach Lowe. Yeah. You'd, you'd no, be like, oh, honored. okay. All right. I mean, I wouldn't want it to go through. I would like to stay here. Oh, <laughs> you don't want to go back to New York? Actually, you know what? I'm kind of feeling Jalen Brown's is pointed now. Never okay. Mind. All right. Never mind. Never mind. No, I, never mind. I no, but, right. no, the timing is weird, but you know, Jalen Brown, he might make an all NBA team this year. You know, that might bump up his next contract, all of that stuff. I hope he does make it then in that case. I'm <laughs> oh, yeah? actually rooting for Jalen Brown to get I think the that would NBA. bump up. Would that bump up Pascal? Because I think Jalen, okay. yeah. So yeah. you're gonna have to pick. There. Well, I, I would like to see the Celtics play have the less, long game, play the less long money game. to play around with because I do feel like they have way too much talent, and I don't know how they're gonna pay everybody. Celtics have been struggling the last month, two months now. I was a yeah. you know net rating expert here. I was looking at some net ratings. Oh, I'm like, oh my they've god, been, they've been hovering in the 15, like in the in that mid category the last couple months. 15th on offense type. Mm. 15th well, around on defense. They definitely rely a lot on threes. And at the start of the season, everybody on the team. Like, I, I remember doing segments where it was like, um, the Raptors have one person shooting 40% from three. He's, he's Otto Porter. And the Celtics have, like, eight guys <laughs> shooting 40% from three. Yeah. And obviously, they move the ball beautifully. They do a lot of great driving kick sequences. Obviously, there's two guys on that team that constantly demand double teams. And, of course, they can space the floor really well, even without Horford or Grant Williams or anything like that. Um, but it does feel like they're doing less driving and kicking and they're still taking a lot of threes. So it's a lot more, it feels like pull up threes. They're not going in the same rate. I don't know. Their offense just doesn't seem to click as, as well. I don't think Marcus Smart is fully healthy either. Yeah. But I mean, like they're, they're going to be fine. 
You who, are gonna, who are they going to play first round? I guess they're going to be in the three. They're going to play the six. So Brooklyn right now. Yeah. You know, I, kinda, I, I want to see I, them play Miami. I was going to say, I kind of want to see them play Miami. You know, that's going six minimum. Oh, yeah. That's going six minimum. No, Kyle, I, I'm, I'm calling it right now. Kyle Lowry's biting someone in that series. <laughs> Kyle Lowry's not biting anyone. He's, he's biting someone in that series. <laughs> what is this? Tyson Holyfield? Hey, listen. What, if I told you before put, it put happened. That on, put that on Bet Rivers. That, that, well. <laughs> that Kyle Lowry was going to climb underneath George Hill's legs. Yeah. You would not believe that either. Yeah, but I feel like, yeah. I feel no, like, I just feel like climbing Kyle's... a leg to, to biting someone is a huge yeah. escalation. <laughs> Okay, it's all I'm saying. Maybe, maybe I'll just go with headbutt or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Headbutt, headbutt sounds right. Shout out to Zidane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, um, the GOAT. Zizou. Yeah. Uh, what? Um, anyways, I'm just looking at the injury report for, for tonight, mm. you know, before we take the break. So uh, a few other guys have landed on the injury list here. Precious Achua, questionable with right hamstring tightness. Gary. That's a surprise. Trent is Questionable with right elbow stiffness. Also a surprise. Oh, what happened at Rhapsody Social last night? <laughs> uh, we're going to find out from Matt Devlin. We're going to find out break. from Matt Devlin. But, and obviously, Scotty also questionable. Right. With Scotty Barnes. <laughs> with the wrist injury. No, I hope Scotty's okay. Chris Duarte and Tyrese Halliburton are questionable for the Pacers. Oh, Tyrese is questionable? Man, mm. I'm, I'm a little bit... Tyrese, man, take it easy, man. Take it easy. I know this is must win. Um, better win the next possession per you. Man, I'm... I'm Kind of concerned that there's three Raptors on a on this report. I'm just surprised because I, I Gary and Precious went through their full like practices yesterday. I Once again, watching. the only thing that happened after was Rap City Socials. Okay. Did they play three on three there or something with fans? <laughs> they must have played Twister or something, and, and did, someone must have fouled. Did Nav Batia foul them? What's going no, on? Well, all right, um, we we will find out more details. We'll about find that. out. Um, yeah. Do you want to get this last family and friends tickets alert thing going on or no? No, we're good. You're good. All right, yeah. Shasta Nikhil. Alexander Walker. Yeah. 137 tickets for friends and family. Yeah, that was that's, awesome. That's well, awesome. I was just going to mention it because obviously the Pacers have Andrew Nembhard, O'Shea Brissett, Benedict Matherin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was just wondering if the entire lower bowl is going to be Pacers, family, and friends tonight. That'd be kind of cool, honestly. It's been really cool because most times, like 10 minutes after um, the, the game ends and I'm in there recording the reaction podcast yeah. and I'm looking down. On a, non-Filipino, on a non-Filipino heritage night, there's nobody. Yes, yes. But recently, there mm-hmm. has been that there's been um, Shea, all, all sorts of family and friends Nikhil, around jamal murray's been yeah, here it's, it's been great man so. yeah and shouts to uh shouts to team canada announced a sponsorship deal with sun life yesterday nice. there's a sponsorship with the men's and women's team that's that's great yeah. i think the program definitely needs more backing and um yeah. you know i think they've successfully secured that in multiple fronts but uh we are going to take that break i've been your host Willu, and you've been listening to the raptor show on the sports night radio network on the other side of this break matt devlin have you checked out Bet Rivers yet? Download the Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook app today. Get in the action this basketball season with thousands of betting options. Plus, don't forget about Bet Rivers Sportsbook award winning customer service. It's a whole new game with Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook. Must be 19 plus, available in Ontario only. Please play responsibly. If you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Discussing the biggest stories that matter to Toronto sports fans. The Fan Morning Show with Ailish Forfar and Justin Cuthbert. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Welcome back to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. I'm your host, Wim Lou. Continue to be joined by producer and co-host, Alex Wong. And we're blessed by the presence of Matt Devlin. Now, here's a story quickly before we get into real hoop talk. Um, <clears throat> earlier this season, I was uh, at the arena, you know, as, as you were. And, um, you know, I, I was wearing a, a sweater. And uh, I, was, I was, you know, just chopping up with Matt, you know, as always, being very pleasant with us. And uh, we're he, dead. he was like... What's that little pin you got there? And I was like, "What?" He's like, "It's that little ice cream cone." And I was like, "No, no it's I a said, bo- is that it's- a milkshake." Yeah, it's a milkshake. Right? <laughs> okay, all right, this guy remembers. I mean, it was that big. It, it was very small. And I was to like, "No, fair, it's, a, it's, glass, it's, it's a bubble tea." And he's like, "What's a bubble tea?" And we realized that Mount Devlin never had a bubble never tea before. It, so so we, we have it here on air, yeah, courtesy of Alex. He just ran over to grab it during the break, which is amazing. Um, so okay. here you go. That's my part of my job. You know. Now, here's the taste test from now look at they you, i have this you guys have you yeah, guys well, said you have the advanced bubble we tea. have taro which i mean yeah. like do you, you know i i, I got the, okay this, we got the caption on look for at you I, as well. I've had, by the way i've <laughs> we need the full review matt mm. Mm. so you've had doubles and bubble tea this year <laughs> yeah doubles and bubbles yeah i mean oh, uh, wow. look at Devlin's officially bubbles. Now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. All it's right. good. That's, All right. So it's milk tea. Yeah, you, you got the bubbles in there, the tapioca balls. Yeah, um, yeah. No, it's it's a little all. QQ. You know, yeah. a little uh, little chewiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. That's the whole segment. I'm having chew- I can, <laughs> thanks, you can totally. Thanks, t- by the way. <laughs> yeah. What's up? I mean, it's tea with a little milk and sugar. <laughs> it is. That's but, that's yeah, really but what but you get the tapioca. Yeah. Uh, yeah, bubbles. Little, little yeah, bonus. I mean, uh, pearls. Bonus. Here's pearls. So you're on you're on level one, mm. right? Obviously, mm. oh, this okay, is this okay. is probably like level two, to be honest. Just taro, mm-hmm. you know, the purple, whatever. Like, you know, every, do you know what taro is? Mm-mm. So taro is like a, a, a root vegetable that's got like a bit of a sweetness to it naturally. Um, it's not typically purple. Oh, it's a little bit purple. It's this is really this, good. Yeah, well, of course. Well, we wouldn't we wouldn't treat you to no, anything you else. Um, but yeah, this is now, this is like level pearls two. is a little bit of a surprise, but you know it's it is a good. surprise. No, yeah, it's it's neat though. Yeah, yeah. No, sorry, I didn't. But we got to get you up. There's different levels. There's like there's there's uh, bubble tea with like some cream cheese in it as well. It sounds weird, but it's actually quite good. No, I've actually uh, never had that one either, so I'm not familiar with that game. That some, actually some matcha yeah, that's that's tea. actually uh, refreshing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little energy as well, obviously, because yeah, it's actually tea. It's got mm. the black tea in What's there. The black tea. I was going to ask. A little bit of little ice. Little. Sugar, yeah, yeah, we got the Little whole order on the side. Yeah, right there. Yeah. Wow. Devlin's powered by bubble tea tonight, man. Wow, oh, yeah. Woo. All right, he's gonna be here. We go. All right, we, we're gonna expect a bubble tea shout out. <laughs> <laughs> this is all a bribe. As Devlin laughs it off. Oh, man. we got to get Alvin on the bubble tea. You know what? We can. We I, can I make bet that you Al has not had the bubble tea. I can bring uh, one to the arena tonight. Yeah. Happy to make that my job. So we had we had the doubles and we had the bubble tea this year. So congratulations. Is there anything else like you would like to have? Because you know you know Toronto is. One of the unique gifts of being in Toronto is it that is. you can have anything. Yeah, there there is a lot of truth to that, right? Yeah, and there are like maybe two hundred bubble tea shops within, <laughs> on within Blore, five yeah. kilometers on of Blore, this actually. Right now. Yeah, yeah. So, so you can't miss check it. it out. Okay, well, All right. there we go. We when was the first bubble tea shop opened up here? You know, Do we know that. Oh man, I have to assume that's a, like that's a good question. 80s, but bubble maybe? tea is like Taiwanese origin, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was very popular in Asia, and then obviously moved over here. So milk tea was always very popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think the Taiwanese are the first to put bubbles in it, maybe. Yeah. yeah. We'll do some research on that. Okay. And then yeah. follow back up when Devlin's not here. We're going to be valuable with his time. Yeah. Uh, of course. So what, what do you have on the run? What do you have on well, the run? Well, I wanted to know about the, the Rhapsody Social. 
yeah. event last night that Will and I unfortunately couldn't be there for the media we, portion. We, we, we have a hoop run on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. which is which is more important. Ball, ball I, is you know what? I was not there. What? Oh, okay. really? Yeah. So I got uh, this let's, let's, get, so, let's get let's get Savannah about, or V on the line. Hey, how about then? this? I got to save the date on March fourteenth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, we, we got we, we, <laughs> and so so anyway, I got to save the date on March 14th, which is seven days out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, at Christmas time, uh, my wife Erin got us tickets for Hamilton. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. right, and right. so you know, typically you get your save the date a mm-hmm. few a more few than a weeks, week, yeah. more than seven days out. But yeah. I got to save the date about seven days out. But you know, though I I haven't. Obviously, it's pre-pandemic, um, but have been to many of the Rap City socials over the year, and they're a wonderful event. The best one of all time, without question, was probably twelve years ago. Now, uh, Brian Colangelo, um, they, along with a couple of other uh, supporters, flew in Drake to perform oh. at it. Wow! And hmm. this was right at the beginning, right, and right. that was. An unbelievable event. Um, so anyway, I didn't make it last night, but I did see Hamilton, which was great. Yeah, so okay. let's get the let's get the it? no, let's get the Hamilton review then. I mean, yeah. it's it's you know, I mean, obviously, there's just this is a very timely Hamilton review. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it just came out, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been around quite some time. Yeah, I mean, you're so busy, you're living your you're living yeah. your life, and mm. everything's going on. The pandemic hits, and yeah, yeah. you know, and now it's back, and it's having yep. a great run. And it was a uh, it was a lot of fun to go to, and I enjoyed it. Awesome, awesome. Well, so that's where I was last night. That's but so according none to of us uh, social to... media, the Rap City Social was yeah, yeah. Well, great night. typically, you know, they get the rookies that sing and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Typically, so. it's the rookies that sing, and I'm sure, Christian Coloco had to to get up there and, and do his thing. I remember, I feel like I've seen footage of, like, Fred dancing, Pascal dancing, Jakob dancing, because they all came in the same draft class, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Fred wasn't drafted, but I consider him part of that draft No, I class. think it's always cool, obviously, like, getting the fans to be able to interact with mm-hmm. these guys, like, up close, right? Wow. Correct. Yeah. And and I want to say Don't 2019. I do. That's why okay. I thought. 2019, That's... yeah, no. I, well, again, it, they, they gave him the invite a week before, but, yeah. which, by the way, Raptors PR gave us the... Uh, the media advisory one day before. Did they? Uh, <laughs> so um, that's a, I'm, that's I'm a, just, no, they're great. I'm, I'm trying to think. I want to say uh-huh. twenty. I, I want to say we had the Rap City Social 2020 right before the stoppage. Hmm. I want to say that was that like, would have been a really good one because yeah, that's such that a good was group. Right now, Nick Nurse's yeah. foundation event was literally the night one. of. Yeah. Same with Laura um, Powell's uh, uh, bowling, yes, charity bowling Yes, it was event. that same yeah. night mm-hmm. that we had just gotten back from Utah. But anyway, I want to say the last Rap City Social was 2020, and I think it must have been within that last two to three weeks, right. maybe month before the stoppage. Man, it's a long time ago. But Yeah, uh, yeah it's was, a long time was, ago, but it also was, was only three years ago. Yeah. Um, Matt, want to know too, obviously, you being around the team so close yeah. to, to the players and just the vibe of the team. How's how's the vibe been around the team just post-trade deadline? I know there's so much focus on this team, you know, leading up to the deadline. Guys might have get gone traded, all of this stuff, and then they acquire Jakob, and then clearly they're playing way better now. Um, have you sensed a change just being around the team, maybe yeah. a relief there? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's been good. I, You know, I wouldn't say that the vibe this year has ever been anything but good now the play's been inconsistent mm-hmm. and and there's a lot of reasons for that right I, you know i 
was listening to, you know, yesterday in, in the conversation about fourth quarters and mm. not getting to the rim. And, and then earlier in the conversation, they talked about three-point shooting, right? And, mm. and so all these things are intertwined, as we know. Right. And so I, I, I've never felt like, oh, there, there isn't a good vibe. Like this group doesn't think that I think this group, whenever you have Fred and Pascal who have won before, I think they always feel like, hey, we can win games. The question is, can you do this consistently? And the reality at this stage of the season is very much. And I and I say this to people and I have now for the last about three weeks, never underestimate how inconsistent everybody else is. Yeah. yeah. Look at the five or six teams around them, they're all, it's, it's all the same stuff. And what is the reason for that? There's a lot of different reasons, you know, one being on a nightly basis, as you just read the injury report, you don't know who's in, who's out. That's all part of it. If there's one team that knows who is playing, it's the New York Knicks, right? They know yep. given who they have on the floor, this is, and that's why a team that let's be honest, you look at that roster, you go, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. Yeah. Is it yeah. great? No. No. Um, but it's every night. Mm-hmm. And so that to me is a difference. The other thing, too, is that look at the teams in the NBA with winning records on the road. I mean, everybody looks at the Raptors, go, oh, well, you know. Well, guess what? Mm-hmm. There's now two in the West. <laughs> Barely. Right? Because yeah. the Clippers just won. So they're 19 and 18. And the other is Sacramento. And everybody loves to get sucked into how they play up tempo. And then if you look at the East, it's those top three teams and then a couple more, right? With the Knicks being one of those and then Brooklyn holding on for dear life. And and so the vibe to me has been good. It's just finding consistency, part of finding consistency and why they've won seven in a row at home is because they're shooting really well at an elite level from three point range, Mm. right? And you add Jakob in, and if you have some spacing, and and why has the road been a little bit, well, when you take a not-so-great shooting team, you put them out on the road, you don't know who's going to play. These are some of the things that happen. Yeah. No, that's fair. And I think, you know, your your point about the the parity around the league is, is very poignant, especially this season. I mean, in the West, there's only, like, three teams that are even outside of better than five games over 500. And we're talking about, like, we're in, we're in game 70, like, yeah. of, of the portion of the season, right? There should not be this much parity. And and you mentioned the injuries, which is something that's that's definitely a factor. I also think about, like, especially around the league, so many teams play very similarly now. Like, it feels like a lot of the offenses, a lot of defenses are quite similar. Now, of course, you do see some outliers. I would say the Warriors are an outlier, for example. But there's so many teams playing a similar style where it feels so much like, Drive, kick, drive, kick, and can you knock down the three eventually? Like, feels like almost that that uniformity in style might lend to sort of the the parity in results too. Is, is, do you do you, well, do you like that theory? Of th- mine? Th- it is part of it. I I I also go to that. I think in today's day and age, it's harder to coach than ever before on a nightly basis because you know who is available and who isn't available, and then. To your point, I think a lot of teams have picked up what Nick is doing defensively, yep. and everybody in the league is doing a lot of what he did. Um, and so now it's a little bit, you, you know, you you go back to you know Moneyball with Oakland and Boston, and and you know utilizing that, but yet putting money behind it and getting better players, mm-hmm. and you're yep. seeing some of that kind of play itself out. Um, but I but I think that. 
you know, from the parody thing. I think that that's part of it, but I, I do think that that's really has to do with uh, it's player driven, right? And and player driven in the sense that there's currently only five players that have started and played in every game. And last last that I checked, which was earlier in the week, I think there were 20 players that have played in every game this year, mm. right? So, I mean, you look at Scotty. I was doing, you know, my he's game. He's been our he, he, Correct. Yeah. He's played in all but three games. Yeah. And so he's been that one, you know, consistent and the one constant. So I think that that has some, you know, that I think that there's a level of that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, because then you can't. It's hard. Look at the Clippers. You're you're constantly they're okay. Hey, let's just keep adding talent, and eventually it'll figure itself out. Well, eventually, as we know, you got to figure it out. At least history has told us that you have to figure it out before the potential 24 games that you're going to play in the playoffs, yeah. right? Yeah. And this would be that time. There's 10 games left. Yeah, yeah that's why. the Clippers lose to OKC last night. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, Paul George got hurt. And, and OKC, um, by the way, is way closer than, especially given the NBA today. Yeah, that's why, that's why I think. Kevin Durant in Phoenix is so interesting, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, by the time he gets back, if he gets back before the regular season, going to play, like, maybe a couple games yeah. with this team, and then they're expected to win four rounds in the playoffs. Yeah. There's, like, no precedent for that. No. And, and, and it, the other thing that's really intriguing to me as I watch the league, you know, what is – and I used to have this conversation with Nick when he was an assistant, so this going back years ago. You know, everybody was guarding all the ball actions the same way, but yet the three-point shooting, right, mm-hmm. was the same, right? Are you, you know, sending guys baseline or are you funding a middle and all these different things? And, you know, at what point will the defense kind of catch up to the offense? Well, the defense has caught up, okay? I mean, especially given, as we know, the rules of today. So now... The interesting thing to me that we're starting to see are teams like Cleveland with their front line, Utah with their front line. There's some teams out there mm-hmm. that have some really intriguing front lines. You're talking about seven-footers that can stretch it and shoot with one real you know, rim protector in there, right? right? And so that, to me, is kind of that in- intriguing thing. Is that going to be the next thing that people are – are eyeing you know it'll it'll be interesting to watch how all that unfolds yeah i mean I, I think that that's the part that's really beautiful about watching this game for like an extended period right like you do see trends sort of come in and out like that that's what you're essentially describing sounds very similar to the, that dallas mavericks team that won the title yeah you got one in the middle yeah. who's diving hard to the rim who's protecting the basket and tyson chandler obviously you have like the best spacing forward of all time yeah. for at, at least at power forward with dirk nowitzki so it's like and and that style of sort of like two big front courts used to be every team in the league like even we had it we had like yeah. a you know amir and ed davis wasn't quite the same yeah although i do love amir oh amir is one of my all-time favorites <laughs> yeah. to that point you go back this is when dwight howard was in orlando and you remember uh shard lewis was signed to a huge deal right right, right. and he, what did he do he spaced the floor So that Howard could dive to the rim, right? And Stan Van Gundy was doing that stuff before a lot of uh, teams are doing that. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see the evolution of all that. How does that fit in with the Raptors? We know this, that, you know, when they're shooting, we know now that with Jakob, they're going to be able to get stuff at the rim, right? And that's been really good. You know, the guarding has been better. Look at what they just did with Milwaukee. Outside of Brooke Lopez, again, 
as much yeah. as you want to talk about Giannis and everything, that game, you had Brooke Lopez in that really crucial time period early in the fourth, right? It's still mm-hmm. kind of getting this bench generated a little bit. And then can you get some three-point shooting? You know, against Denver, only OG and Fred made threes, right? And then the next game is a little bit more spread out. And whether you like it, don't like it, whatever, you got to have some level of consistent three-point shooting. Boston's built that way. Milwaukee's got that surrounding Giannis. And then, you know, Philadelphia has a level of that too. Do you enjoy watching? Because, like, I listen to, I think Greg Popovich is the coach that always try um, talks about how much he hates the three-pointer. Yeah. And how much he just wants it to go back in the day. And, like, obviously we're talking about the different eras. He wants to see Tim Duncan bank shots from <laughs> yeah. 12 feet. Yeah. That's what he wants. He wants to see 70, 70, 69 games with Bruce Bowen. Um, That's how they beat the Pistons that do one you, yeah. do you enjoy do you, do you enjoy the basketball more now than, like, the other eras? Because, like, it does seem like we've gone kind of to this extreme with the three-point shooting now, right? Yeah, well, it, it is. It, well, I'll say this. The pace of play is faster than it's ever mm-hmm. been. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is – I mean, from a television production side, I mean, you're doing the game and there's little time for, you know, anything else, right? Like mm-hmm. all the different boards and graphics that you used to bring in now. It's just like, hold on, you know, because here it goes. Um, I never really have had a strong opinion about that only because it evolves and changes based upon the rules that are implemented mm-hmm. and teams and coaches and players are all smart enough to figure out how to take advantage of that, right? So yeah. I never have said, well, I prefer it this way or I prefer it that way. The reality of it is is that players are smart enough to figure out moves. Coaches are smart enough to figure out how tactics, right, should be utilized given the rules. And the rules are why we are where we are along with the analytics, yeah. right? And, and the combination of those two things um, – you know, has allowed for that. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, where it goes from here. Um, Because as we also know and watching, you know, you know, what was acceptable, right? Five years ago, 10 years ago, from a shot perspective is acceptable now. Right. And, and why? Because you're, you have a volume Mm -hmm. of shots, Mm -hmm. you know, it's all about the volume of shots. It was interesting. I was getting ready for, the broadcast tonight, you look at Buddy Heel, he holds the um, Indiana Pacers record for most threes made in a season. <laughs> yeah. And, and you go, and it's okay. like, oh, Reggie Miller put there for like, I don't know, yeah, 18 okay. years. Right, right. Yeah. So, how do you even talk about these records when, you know, with all due respect, Reggie Miller in his career averaged <laughs> 4.7 threes? I mean, because I had to go look it up. Uh-huh. 4.7 threes. That's it. Mm-hmm. I mean, in today's day and age, Reggie Miller would be taking eight to ten. I had this conversation with Hersey Hawkins, who I worked with years ago, a great friend and mm-hmm. um, great three-point shooter. Yeah. You know, and he said, "Look, Matt, he goes, you missed that first. You missed the first two, and he played for George Carl in Seattle, mm. and they they put up shots, right? right? He goes, you missed the first two, fine, but that third, you better make it, right, right? And if you don't, he goes, I knew I was sitting down." Right. Mm -hmm. It's just like the evolution we talked about the other night. Running out, closing out on a three point shooter. Mm -hmm. Right. You get the flyby. Well, the flyby is going to lead you to what? A five on four. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because that shooter is no longer going to step inside that three point arc. They're going to sidestep. Yep. The sidestep three. Right. So, boom. You know, so you almost got to 
Al and I were talking about the other night. You got to almost close out, as they use the expression, close out the touch, right? You close mm-hmm. out. You know, the flying is good if you're maybe out of position or what have you. But right. it's just interesting to see the evolution of it all. Yeah, well, we have we're two gonna minutes. Show we're going to show that clip to Chris Boucher. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Yo, Cut that, cut that, please. No, 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 no please. Well, well, that's a little, you know, in some cases it's a little bit different because Chris, <laughs> as course, you know, is one of, of the best shot blockers, blockers yeah. yes. for, out on the three uh, because of his length, right? He's so, told me this, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> we, have, we have a minute here, but want to want to get this in um, before we let you go. You know, with March Madness happening right now, we've seen all these, like, viral clips of, of you know, the game-winning calls from, like, announcers. And I think the most famous one, there's one of Kevin Harlan that's been yeah. going around social yeah. media, which was super cool. You know, we talked about your career before, you know, covered so many different sports, so many kind of big events. Is there is there a specific venue or stadium that you haven't called a game at or an event that you haven't done that's, like, a bucket list for you? Um, It's a great one. Well, because of the NBA Finals... You know, that pretty much checked the box. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been very fortunate Mm -hmm. uh, to call baseball, um, Major League Baseball, NFL games, college football. I mean, Michigan, Michigan State, 115,000. There's been so many great ones. Um, I really have never had a bucket list, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, I I don't know if you guys have those. I've I've never been, you know, like, oh, I want to check the box on this Mm -hmm. at the other. I mean, I've done... The only sport that I haven't done play-by-play for yet is is hockey. I've done everything else, so I think maybe one day it'd be fun to yeah, yeah. Uh, to well, do you that. You know hockey inside and out now. Well, I yeah. know I, you know living here for fifteen years, you know, and having a couple of kids that play. So at a high but, level, you, you at know, a high it, level, yeah. <laughs> so so anyway, that could be that could be it. I don't know about the right. high level, but. Um, Man, Devlin calling the Leafs winning the Stanley Cup yeah, after, oh, after calling go. the Raptors winning yeah. the championship. Yeah. Oof. Doing we'll leave the that, same hopefully for Bonesy. Hopefully Joe Bowen's yeah. got that one on all wrapped up. But um, I don't know. Do you guys have bucket lists of what? Yeah, you know, a bucket list podcast to appear on. I mean, I, I guess that would be our – that's our – that, Would that be your thing? Yeah, you know, I'd love to go on the, the low post eventually. You no, know, I, I, I know he always does a Toronto episode. I've seen – I've confronted him about this personally. Oh, you, have you, you have? have? Oh, on my behalf. And how's oh, that worked out? Maybe, maybe that's why you haven't well, been a friend on, of the yeah. program, Blake Murphy, obviously has been there a few times. <laughs> you know, Bruce Arthur – Eric Kareen, you know, look, yeah. there's lots to choose from. It yeah, no, my but, bucket uh, list is being on the Raptor show with Matt Devlin and Will no, and having bubble tea. Wow. And yourself. all of us holding a bubble and, and, tea. And you, and by the way, and you yeah. having the 2002 <laughs> Masters cap on, what's up with that? I don't know. Did you go to that? No, oh, he, he just loves, not. he just loves This vintage. is all stolen valor, man. Okay. That does it for us today. I've been your host, Willow, and you've been listening to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. I'm all for Bubble Tea. Oh, yeah, seriously. Thanks again to Bubble Tea, to Matt Devlin, to producer and co-host Alex Wong, co-producer Derek Brandel, Jennifer Rolnick for helping the YouTube stream, and we will talk to you tomorrow.